Welcome back to another episode of Get Psych, Gen Psych, an educational podcast where we talk about the basics of psychology to prepare you for your AB or BS Psych journey. I'm Eduardo G. Estrada, and together with Philippine Normal University Psychology and Counseling Society, we will be talking about the structure of the brain. Don't forget to subscribe to PNUPCS social media portals for more updates on our podcast. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook at PNU Psychonsoc on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit like and subscribe. Let's get started. As psychology majors, Studying and understanding the human brain is very crucial. Psychology seeks to explain the mental processes and behavior of individuals by studying the interaction of these two on a systematic level. The brain, which is the most complex organ in our body, directly controls our behavior and mental processes. Therefore, the field of psychology is tightly intertwined with the study of the brain. The brain is part of our nervous system specifically the central nervous system. It plays a vital role in the control of most bodily functions, including our awareness, thoughts, and emotions. But to understand further how the brain functions, you must look at its structure and explore every component of it. The human brain is split up into three major layers, the hindbrain, the midbrain, and the forebrain. The hindbrain, also called rhombencephalon, is the well-protected central core of our brain. It is composed of the medulla oblongata, the pons, and the cerebellum, which are all responsible for some of the most basic autonomic functions of life, including our breathing, sleep, and movement. The medulla oblongata is a long stem-like structure which makes up part of our brain stem. It is located below the pons and known as the control center for our respiratory, cardiovascular, and digestive functions. So, whenever we sneeze, vomit, or cough, it is the medulla oblongata that is responsible of it. Above the medulla oblongata, we can find the pons, a broad horseshoe-shaped-like structure which connects the medulla oblongata with the midbrain, another major layer of the brain. The pons also serves as a pathway for nerve fibers connecting the cerebral cortex with the cerebellum. Cerebellum, on the other hand, is a separate region of the brain, located behind the medulla oblongata and pons. The cerebellum receives information from our eyes, ears, muscles, and joints about the body's current positioning. It also receives output from the cerebral cortex about where these body parts should be. Its main function is muscle coordination, which means it is responsible for our balance and posture. In addition, cerebellum also assists us when we are learning a new motor skill, such as playing a sport or musical instrument. Aside from the medulla oblongata and pons, the midbrain is also a part of it. Midbrain or mesencephalon, another major layer of our brain, 
is the topmost portion of our brain stem. It is located between the hindbrain and forebrain. This layer of the brain is known as a release station for the central nervous system. All sensory and motor information which travels between forebrain and the spinal cord passes through this layer. The midbrain is associated with our vision, hearing, and motor control. Above the midbrain is the forebrain, also referred as prosencephalon. It is the biggest layer of our brain, which contains the most complex networks in the central nervous system. Forebrain is divided into two major parts, the diencephalon and the telencephalon. The diencephalon performs numerous vital functions and is made up of four distinct components, the thalamus, the subthalamus, the hypothalamus, and the epithalamus. The thalamus together with the hypothalamus form the limbic system. Limbic system is considered the seat of emotions in the human brain. As psychology students, it is important that we understand the function of the limbic system since it is involved in motivation and emotional behaviors. This explains why some individuals behave in certain ways. Limbic system also controls behaviors that are essential to life, such as finding food and self-preservation. Some functions of thalamus include regulations of our consciousness, sleep, and alertness, while hypothalamus is responsible for our sexuality, combativeness, and hunger. Besides the limbic system, we can also find subthalamus and epithalamus in diencephalon. Subthalamus is linked with the regulation of our skeletal muscle movements, maintenance of hydration, and cardiovascular activity. On the other hand, epithalamus is known for maintaining circadian rhythm or the internal process in charge of our sleep-wake cycle. The telencephalon is the largest portion of the central nervous system that contains the cerebral cortex, the home of the highest level cognitive processing in our brain. The cerebral cortex is composed of gray and white matter. Gray matter is the mass of all the cell bodies, dendrites, and synapses of neurons interlaced with one another. Located underneath the gray matter is the white matter, which contain of the long myelin-coated axons of those neurons that connect masses of gray matter to each other. The cerebral cortex also covers the outer layer of the cerebrum, the largest and uppermost part of the brain that serves as the main thought and control center. The cerebrum is responsible for many higher-order brain functions, our sensation, perception, memory, association, thought, and voluntary physical actions are mostly due to the activities in this region. The cerebrum is divided into four different lobes, the frontal, parietal, temporal, and occipital lobes, each with a different specific function. The frontal lobe is important for cognitive functions and motor performance. It is involved in reasoning, motor control, emotion, and language. Behind the frontal lobe is where the parietal lobe located. 
Parietal lobe's role is to process information from the body senses, such as touch, temperature, and pain. The temporal lobe found on the side of the head is associated with hearing, memory, emotion, and some aspects of language. At the very back of the brain, we can locate the occipital lobe, the lobe known as the visual processing center of our brain, the part responsible for interpreting incoming visual information. In addition to the major layer that we discussed, the brain is also divided into two halves, the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere. The left hemisphere appears to influence the function of speech, language processing, comprehension, and logical reasoning, while the right hemisphere dominates in spatial tasks like vision-independent object recognition. An example of this is by identifying an object by touch or another non-visual sense. These two hemispheres communicate with one another through the corpus callosum, a wide, flat bundle of neural fibers located beneath the cortex that connects the two hemispheres. As we tackle the structure of the brain, we notice how the functions of its components could be similar to each other. Many parts are involved in one particular task or even have the same role. We can see that the components of the brain really work together to keep the human body functioning. With today's podcast, we have observed how complex our brain is. Every conscious sensation, thought generated, emotions felt, and activities we engage in are all being processed by our brain. Without it, we will not be able to function. We will not be able to live the life that we have at the present time. Undeniably, the brain is the most complex and one of the most important organs in the human body that is vital for our survival. This has been Eduardo G. Estrada, your psych buddy for this episode. For more updates on Get Psych, Gen Psych, remember to follow PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on our social media portals. That's PNU Psychology and Counseling Society on Facebook at PNU PsychConsoc on Instagram and Twitter. If you like this podcast and haven't hit like and subscribe, it's never too late to do so. Always remember that no matter how strong the storm, how hard the rain, and how vicious the wind, there is always a gap in the clouds for light to shine through. Thank you and happy learning. Until next time!